they actually seem to believe that we don't know what they're doing and what their game plan is, but we do. And we're pissed because it's been our work, it's been our treasure, our blood that's done everything positive America has ever done. It's been its citizens. It hasn't been a bunch of elitist thugs who are parasites on the very system they seek to destroy. They call us deplorables, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists, even as they allow deadly drugs and countless numbers of people wanting to destroy us across our borders, even as they push vaccines that kill our children and imprison real American patriots and commit treason many times over. While we Americans are unlike any people tyrants have faced before, we know our rights, we demand our freedom and liberty, and we demand the servants of the people learn their place. hit the button twice there welcome to episode 196 of the patriot review yes there is a god we are going to talk about that we're going to talk about a lot of uh things today i gotta well i'll explain it when the when the video comes on um what i want to get to first though is just to ask you a question are you tired of supporting the woke corporations have you had enough of funding the idiotic things that they do and the idiotic things that they support, the anti-American things they support, and the anti-American things they do. Well, you can make a difference by going to the Patriot Switch and buying your products from family-owned business, a family-owned business that makes the, the products in the United States, and you can support American workers at the same time and discontinue supporting all the woke corporations. You'll notice on this wheel of companies here, a lot of the corporations are owned by just a few companies. A lot of the companies are owned by a few corporations, I should say. Should say. So um, you might want to consider taking a look at that. You can do that at Shop for Freedom, Shop the Number for Freedom dot online, and get some great deals at the same time. Also, speaking of great deals, Mike Lindell has a lot, some new products and a lot of great deals on great products that he's had for a while. And you can do you can get those deals by going to mypillow.com slash TPR or simply using the code TPR when you check out. You'll notice that he has, you know, generally we say up to 66% off, but you notice he has up to 80% off on overstock items. So I encourage you to do that. I do use these products, and one of the things that I do as an affiliate, I, I try the products out. Uh, before I become an affiliate. So I like to do that. And um, I've got uh, the towels, I've got the bathrobe, I've got the weighted blanket, I've got the slippers, I've got a lot of stuff, uh, all high quality stuff, and I can't recommend it enough. So TPR is the code. I'd appreciate it if you would please use that and support the show at the same time. We are going to get into some news now. And I'm just going to show this brief little 
blip from the signal political signal.com is where i pull these stories from because it is kind of a central central uh news hub that pulls from several different locations so uh so hunter the son of president joe biden as we all know requested on wednesday that a federal court demand papers from senior justice department officials and former president donald trump in order to support his gun related defense Remember what we said about the gun-related charges and the reason why they're going after those gun-related charges is because those are the only criminal things that uh, Hunter has done that Joe Biden is not a part of. So they're going to keep you busy with the shining object, uh, make you feel like justice is being done by focusing on the gun charges only, which is absolutely ludicrous and by, by far the least damaging and the least criminal of what the Biden crime family has been involved in. So Hunter, you may remember, purchased a revolver in 2018. He broke the statute prohibiting drug users from carrying firearms because he certainly is a crackhead. He entered a not guilty plea last month, as we know, and he admitted to having an addiction at the time. His legal team requested subpoenas from Trump, Attorney General Bill Barr, and two other former Justice Department officials, Richard Donahue and Jeffrey Rosen. Of course, Barr, we have seen as one of the biggest traitors on the planet and did not do his job when it came to January 6th and many other things. They seek records of conversations about Hunter Biden, including journal entries. His attorneys highlighted news reports claiming that Trump put his officials out there in incessant, improper, and partisan pressure. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, uh, let's talk about let's talk about which side of the aisle has attacked family member after family member. Let's talk about the ludicrous charges that have been brought against President Trump that have been disproven. Let's talk about the DNC and Hillary colluding together to make up lies about Trump and create this fictitious dossier, the Steele dossier. I mean, you know the history, right? I mean, it's 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 just a laughable joke. So anyway, they're going to go after, they're going to try to deflect and they're going to try to, you know, point to Trump instead of uh, Hunter and uh, the Biden crime family. And that's all that's about. So Democrats reeling as the Spanish language news leader changes its tune on Trump. So here you go. The polls are showing Trump way out ahead against Biden or anybody else that the Dems would put up. So the stars in their in their courses just might be aligning for Donald Trump and a victory in 2024, just as they did in 2016. And the most recent evidence of that is Univision appearing to change its tune towards the former president. The top-rated Spanish-speaking television network is under new management and has taken a much more favorable view of Trump than it did during 2020. The Mexican media company Grupo Televisa merged with Univision in 2022 to create Televisa Univision. I sorry, I don't have the the uh, the accent or the, the capability of pronouncing that correctly. Variety reported. So in in short, you know Trump is picking up a lot of the minority vote, and he should because if you remember the unemployment rates for minority minority groups and for females was at its lowest rate in at least 50 years, and in some cases in all of history. And uh, Trump was a president that, that brought that about, and people should remember that when they're voting. And uh, I think that's what's kind of going on behind the scenes there, as well as the threat that is 
that is the uh, southern border, the invasion at the southern border and the northern border, for that matter, and uh, the threat of not only terrorism, because we have people from certainly uh, you know, companies that uh, hate America, or countries that hate America, uh, and also we have lots of criminals, lots of gangbangers uh, coming across, and every, on the left, of course, they their head blows up when you say stuff like that because they think that when you say that you mean everybody and anybody that's ever crossed the border is a criminal which is absolutely ludicrous and a stupid argument um yes i know people come across the border for finding a better life uh why can't they do so legally that's the question we follow our laws we would be just fine but that's the real issue isn't it you don't want to follow the laws that's that's the real truth all right, 19 state AGs come together to help Trump. Our citizens have an interest. And this is this is the, the, the whole thing. Remember after the election, the court cases that were brought and the, the answer was always, oh, well, you know, you don't have standing. The state doesn't have standing. And my first thought was, what the hell do you mean the states don't have standing and people don't have standing? Every citizen in the country has standing because the federal, the, the presidential election uh, has an impact on all of our lives on a daily basis. So that that whole argument, I always just uh, kind of cringed at and found absolutely ridiculous and an excuse not to do the right thing, which is to look at the election in uh, in a fair and impartial way and and look for evidence of cheating, which there was ample amounts of. So anyway, back to this story again. 19 state AGs come together to help Trump. Our citizens have an interest. A Washington D.C. federal court. Uh, limiting former President Donald Trump's ability to comment on his trial does more than restrict the rights of the president. It restricts the rights of all Americans to hear from arguably the most influential voice in modern American politics. And now 19 attorneys general from across the United States are weighing in to make that argument to the courts and to the country. A friend of the court brief filed Tuesday by Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd and joined by West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey and 17 other colleagues, argues that Judge Tanya Chutkin's gag order on Trump uh, related to his trial in D.C. Circuit Court went so far in denying Trump the right to free speech that it denied the rights of countless millions of Americans to hear it. Amen. I absolutely agree. And you know what? I would agree if this were Joe Biden. And yes, I mean that. Not that I like to listen to Joe Biden, but uh, we do believe in freedom of speech for everybody, right? So that is why I would support it. Um, as administrators of free and fair elections, we have an interest in ensuring no illegal prior restraint is entered against any major political candidate. Indeed, our citizens have an interest in hearing from major political candidates in that election, the brief declared. The order threatens the state's interests by infringing on President Wright's free speech, President Trump's free speech rights. So, interesting, interesting article. We keep an eye on that and see what's going on, how that is received. Um, another story: Matt Gates refuses to let McCarthy get away with assault and makes big move. Uh, Representative Matt Gates of Florida has filed an ethics complaint against former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. I applaud you, Matt Gates. I talked about this story um, earlier in the week. The complaint revolves around an alleged incident between McCarthy and Republican Rep Tim Burchett of Tennessee that took place Tuesday 
In a news release posted on Gates' website, the incident is described as an assault. The release said Burchett offered, uh, referred to the incident as a sucker punch and a clean shot to the kidney. Well, that doesn't sound very nice now, does it? And I don't know. I've picked on Kevin uh, this week, but uh, deservedly so. Uh, here we have a rhino who did nothing for the American people, who bragged about writing strongly worded letters when what we needed was literal legal action and charges for treason. And um, he did nothing to advance those attempts because, well, he has special interests lining his pockets, and uh, that's my opinion. Um, but I'm sure that much better people than I can uh, bring out greater detail in that and prove that that's the case, as we all know it is, and uh, it is with a lot of the people on both sides of the aisle. Excuse me while I get a drink of coffee here. That is good stuff. All right. So, in other news, we have, this is a very interesting one. <clears throat> Dem cuts off Representative Higgins as he confronts FBI director about January 6th ghost buses. Now, if you've watched the show for a while, you know, you know that I have been one of the only folks to show you the footage of those buses and uh, we had a gentleman on January 6th that was describing what took place with those buses. And I have a video clip of that. I will show you that in just a second after going through this. Uh, this takes just a little bit. So I'm going to come back to this story in just a second after this first ad break. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I um, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, even though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I, had to spend a few moments just with Grace alone. And it was, it was just the horrific. Um, sight to come upon was the fact that her daughter Grace was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our uh, minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off because it was still on. This was hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone and as soon as we did that the color of grace changed, and um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. Not one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money 
And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more dead than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your daily nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year shelf-stable kingdom fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on kingdom fuel now. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. All right, we're back. I'm going to get to the story in a second. You know, every time I see, I look at the uh, the trailer there for Breaking the Oath, it, um, it breaks my heart again because the story is, of the COVID genocide is, is uh, in my opinion, one of the biggest stories in in history and um anyway i had scott on earlier this week uh grace's father so if you haven't seen that check that episode out uh you can watch breaking the oath for free it is at redbloodpatriots.com redbloodedpatriots with an s.com and if you scroll down you'll see all the episodes that i have the episodes by the way are downloadable and you can also see documentaries there including breaking the oath and you'll watch it for free, as I said. It's also at America First Productions, America the number one ST productions.com, where you can see the documentary for free as well, but you can also buy a director's cut, which has extended interviews with the cast, and you um, you can also download the documentary doing that, and um, you, can, you can share it. That'd be great. So, uh, folks, in regards to this... My phone has gone off. Sorry about that. In regards to this story, uh, well, before I get to the story, I wanted to actually mention uh, Sherwood, uh, Sherwood.tv uh, slash TPR is where you go to get that Kingdom Fuel, another another great uh, uh, health supplements for you. So check that out. All right. Now back to the story. Dem cuts off Rep Higgins as he confronts FBI director about January 6th ghost buses. I'm going to show you this video. It's, uh, I'll show you a bit of it here. Director Ray, last year, you might recall, sir, our exchange regarding the FBI's involvement on January 6th and prior. I'm happy to jog your memory to quote, according to the record, I asked you, did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th prior to the doors being opened? You responded, I quote, again, I have to be very careful of what I say, to which I said, it should be a no. Can you not tell the American people, no, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol on January 6th? A year has passed. We sit here again a year later, we the people. 
still did not have a definitive answer from you or anyone else in the Biden administration regarding the FBI presence and participation in the months leading up to the November election and in the weeks and days prior to January 6th and on January 6th here in D.C. We can't get a straight answer, although we have a tremendous amount of evidence harvested and reviewed over the course of the last year, which you will see in September. Stephen D'Artano, formerly in charge of the FBI's field office in Washington, D.C., testified to the House Judiciary Committee that he was aware the FBI informants would attend the Stop the Steal rally thrown on January 6th. You confirmed that the FBI had confidential human sources at the Stop the Steal rally on January 6th here in D.C., sir? Congressman, as we've discussed before, I'm not going to get into where we have or have not used confidential human sources. But what okay, I can we'll tell move you, on. you asked for a definitive answer. We'll move answer. on. It's my time. You said no, you're not going to answer. That's cool. We're watching. Mr. Chairman, may you're, I answer you're, the question? Your moment. Your moment will come. This is my time. Earlier this year, an FBI informant who is reported to have, quote, his quote, under oath, marched to the U.S. Capitol with fellow Proud Boys members on January the 6th, close quote. He said he was communicating with his FBI handler while people were entering the U.S. Capitol. Can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying not. no? No. You're saying no? Not okay. violence orchestrated Let's by FBI on. sources or agents. Are you familiar with, with, you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, it's pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. It's painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th, 0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. Point of order. Sure. Just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Ms. Jackson Lee's been allowed to go two minutes before. I've been very fair in letting people finish their questioning throughout my tenure as chairman, and I'll continue to be fair on that regard. But I will make a note to the members, if you could stay as close within your time as possible, we have a lot of people that want to ask these gentlemen questions. So with that, the gentleman yields. But uh, your your point, I've been very fair in this, Mr. Ivey, uh, with everybody on this side of the aisle just as I don't think I accuse you of being unfair, Mr. Uh, Chairman. I, okay, well, you can tell that uh, Ray, who should also be brought up in charges, doesn't want to answer the direct question. And uh, I'm going to show you here. I'm going to look at which video it is. All right, I'm going to show you the video that uh, I had shown. This is way back in episode of the Patriot Review and after episode 57 I think I showed this as well um, you can check those out but uh, this is January 6th 
and this refers to those buses. And one marked state trooper vehicle, two black SUVs, there's three state vehicles, state trooper vehicles escorted, four Antifa shuttle buses right here front center. There was actually five vehicles total. There was three up front, two in the back. They escorted right here, waited for them to get off their buses, and they had the state troopers unloaded and took their positions. There's the back guy. He had his lights on. They were coming. And then there's the ones up front, too. They escorted. And each one of those buses are labeled. They're all paid charter buses. Look at that, bro. I'm telling you folks, it was set up and um, those are just some of the buses. Those are shuttle buses. The other buses, you know, were full-size buses. And you notice how quickly uh, he got interrupted there. So those uh, those facts wouldn't be wouldn't be shared and wouldn't be shown and wouldn't be discussed. And um, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist if you want, but um, as I've said over and over and over again, and I've shown you the video, and I'll do another January 6th episode if that's what it takes. I've shown you the video of Roseanne Boylan getting murdered. I've shown you the video of Ashley Babbitt getting murdered and why each was a murder. I've shown you the video of the peaceful crowd that got uh, flashbangs shot into them, which caused more death. And, um, you know, there's just this narrative that uh, people just, you know, people like to think that... Um, there's there's just all these lies on on both sides and everything else the difference is nobody on my side nobody wants to believe this stuff is true it's a conclusion we come to based on facts after we after we research this stuff and um the video doesn't lie and this is you know this was not ai stuff and uh unfortunately in the future we're going to have to contend with ai and uh, try to sort out the truth somehow but uh, in this case, this was before that AI. And um, anyway, I wanted to show you that because it was in the news again, and I wanted to bring up the buses film. Um, so we're going to get into after I'm going to take another break here so I can show you this in its entirety. But um, there's a professor of uh, mathematics, I believe, John Lennox, who well, this is older, is 10 years old, and I've gotten criticized for you know, it's kind of like when you, if you have children and you listen to their music, you know, every generation thinks that their music is the best music. So your kids will generally reject to listen to what they term as old music, as if anything that's old isn't any good anymore. This is kind of like the Democrats argument that, you know, I've got attacked for, uh, well, that footage is old. Well, Truth doesn't change, my friend. That's like saying the Constitution is old and it needs to be changed, which is what the Democrats say. Uh, however, truth doesn't change. Neither do values and principles and the ideals that Americans hold dear. It doesn't change or go out of fashion ever. So, yes, I show some footage that's older. Why? Because it's pertinent to the argument, because it makes sense, because it doesn't change over time, because truth is truth. So I'm going to show you this um, very, very well done uh, speech it was done in, um, uh, like I said, about 10 years ago by Professor uh, John Lennox. And the, the question is, is there a God? And he rather cerebral, cere cerebrally, <laughs> I can talk today, wow, uh, 
brings an argument about, and um, in my opinion, shreds shreds atheists. But I'll let you make that determination for yourself. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Patriots, it's me, Wayne Alaroot, otherwise known as War. I have a very special announcement for all of you. My hit show, Wayne Alaroot, Raw and Unfiltered, is coming to the brand new station that's taking over the nation, Blessed News Network. God has opened a door in my life to be part of this amazing new Christian conservative network, live every night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on our channel on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and streaming live on the Blessed News iPhone and Android apps. Tune in to watch me drive home the truth and dismantle the fake news narrative with big-name nightly guests and exclusive interviews with all the heavy hitters you know and love. Become part of history as we make America godly again and launch the first faith-centered conservative broadcasting network where Jesus Christ is commander-in-chief of all of our stories and where truth and integrity really matter. Join me Monday through Friday on any of our platforms or on the Blessed News website, blessed.news, where you can stream all the shows for free. Or you can sign up for Blessed Plus for even more access to Raw and Unfiltered with me, Wayne Allen Root, the hardest working man in show business. Thank you, and God bless America. Steel News will be joining the Blessed News Network 11 p.m. weeknights. I'm Ann Vandersteel, and I'm very excited to be a part of the programming put together by Jake Lang. Doesn't matter if he's behind bars. He's a January 6th political hero, as far as I'm concerned. And Steel News will be reporting the truth of everything happening, not only in the swamp, but around the world to help you put into context what's really going on so you can make the best decisions for you and your family. Steel News, 11 p.m. on the Blessed News Network. All right, so Professor John Lennox uh, talking about whether or not there is a God. He, take, he challenges the science of atheism and um, does a rather good job of it. Now it's like I said, it's uh, <laughs> you know it's typically stuffy uh, like the Brits can be, and I love the Brits. Don't get me wrong, but um, it uh, it's very well thought out. And without uh, further ado, here we go. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I believe in God. I believe in the supernatural God who created the heavens and the earth. I believe in a God who holds the heavens and the earth in existence. 
I believe that on the basis of rational evidence, similar to the beliefs held by the founders of this house, who gave this university the motto, Dominus Illuminatio Mea. They saw no contradiction between faith in God and the utmost excellence in rational inquiry. And if I dare mention my alma mater of Cambridge in this holy place, I would remind you that on the door of the Cavendish Laboratory in Cambridge are written the words, Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. And as we look at the rise of science in the 16th and 17th centuries, Alfred North Whitehead and many others commented that men became scientific because they expected law in nature and they expected law in nature because they believed in a lawgiver. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not ashamed of being both a scientist and a Christian because arguably Christianity gave me my subject. What I am amazed at is that serious thinkers today continue to ask us to choose between God and science. That's like asking people to choose between Henry Ford and engineering as an explanation of the motor car. When Newton discovered his law of gravity, he didn't say, I've got a law... I don't need God. No, he wrote the Principia Mathematica, arguably the greatest work in the whole history of science. Because he saw that God is not the same kind of explanation as a scientific explanation. God doesn't compete. Agency does not compete with mechanism and law. Why is there something rather than nothing? Alan Sandage, the brilliant cosmologist who became a Christian in his 50s, said God is the answer to that question. But people are now so desperate to show that the universe created itself from nothing, which seems to me to be an immediate oxymoron. If I say X created Y, I'm assuming the existence of X to explain the existence of Y. If I say X created X, I'm assuming the existence of X to explain the existence of X which simply shows that nonsense remains nonsense even if high-powered scientists utter it. It reminds me a little bit of G.K. Chesterton who said, it is absurd to complain that it is unthinkable for an unthinkable God to make everything out of nothing and then to pretend that it is more thinkable that nothing should turn itself into everything. The heavens declare the glory of God, says the ancient psalm. And we've unraveled a bit of that, seeing the fine-tuning of the fundamental forces of nature. It's something that's so striking to scientists that it demands explanation. And it seems to me that Arno Penzias hit it right. He is the Nobel Prize winner who discovered the microwave background on which a lot of the evidence for the Big Bang is based. He said astronomy leads us to a unique event a universe which was created out of nothing, one with the very delicate balance needed to provide exactly the right conditions required to permit life, and one which has an underlying, one might say, supernatural plan. But I want to come to what I think is one of the fundamental arguments for theism. I take it this house believes in reason. That's why we're all here. And as a scientist... I believe that the universe is rationally intelligible. That is something that has struck some of the geniuses of science as demanding an explanation. Einstein said the only incomprehensible thing about the universe is that it's comprehensible. 
And Wigner talked about the unreasonable effectiveness of mathematics. How is it that a mathematician thinking in her head in here can come up with equations that seem to fit the universe out there? Well, how is it indeed? Because the irony of the atheist position here is evident. My atheist friends, and I have many of them, tell me that the driving force of evolution which eventually produced our human cognitive faculties, reason included, was not primarily concerned with truth at all, but with survival. And we all know, ladies and gentlemen, what has often happened and still happens to truth when individuals or commercial enterprises or nations feel themselves threatened and struggle for survival. A leading philosopher, Alvin Plantinga of Notre Dame, says if atheists are right that we are the product of mindless, unguided natural processes, then they have given us strong reason to doubt the reliability of human cognitive faculties, and therefore inevitably to doubt the validity of any belief that they produce, including their atheism. Their biology and their belief in naturalism would therefore appear to be at war with each other in a conflict that has nothing at all to do with God. Yet my atheist friends still insist that it is rational for them to believe that the evolution of human reason was not directed for the purpose of discovering truth. And yet it is irrational for me to believe that human reason was designed and created by God to enable us to understand and believe the truth. Curious logic. By contrast with that, biblical theism asserts that ultimate reality is personal and intelligent and the reason science works and this was the motivating force that drove the great pioneers of science is that the universe out there and the human mind in here that does the science are ultimately the product of the same intelligent divine mind human beings are made we are told in God's image and that means that science can be done that makes infinitely more sense to me as a scientist than atheism does. Now let me come briefly to ethics. Ethical behavior, like rational behavior, of course, does not itself require religious belief. This is consistent with the fact that humans are created in God's image as rational moral persons. But just as I suggest that rationality cannot be explained without the existence of God, so I dare to suggest that the existence of morality cannot be explained either. As modern science sprang from Judeo-Christian sources, so did the concept of human equality. Listen to atheist Jürgen Habermas, arguably one of Germany's leading intellectuals. He said that universalistic egalitarianism from which sprang the ideals of freedom and a collective life and solidarity, the individual morality of conscience, human rights and democracy is the direct legacy of the Judaic ethic of justice and the Christian ethic of love. This legacy, substantially unchanged, has been the object of continual critical appropriation and reinterpretation. To this day, there's no alternative to it. Everything else is just idle, postmodern talk. And it seems to me he's hitting the core of something important. Because the value of a human being on which such egalitarianism rests is based not on what the human being can do, but what she's made of or how she's made in God's image. I never forget speaking when, on one of my many visits to Russia uh, to a colleague in the Academy of Sciences. And he said, you know, John, we thought 
We could abolish God and retain a value for human beings. We found we couldn't. And we've murdered millions of them. And Alexander Solzhenitsyn has said, if I'm asked, why is it that 60 million of my fellow countrymen were sacrificed? He said, the answer is, we have forgotten God. Science, of course, marvelous as it is, is limited. Even a Nobel Prize winner, by analyzing a cake, cannot tell why it was made. But Aunt Matilda, who made it, can tell you. She can reveal it to you. But if she doesn't reveal it to you, you'll never know. And that brings me to be my next evidence. It's the same with the universe. We can analyze it magnificently. But ultimately, if it has a maker, and I believe it has, only he can tell us what it's all about. And he's done so in the powerful narrative of the Bible. In particular, in its analysis of the problem with humanity, not simply in terms of behavioral breakdown between people, but a vertical breakdown of trust between us and the Creator. The unique solution to that problem is not simply in terms of human ethical development, although that's very important, but in terms of something far deeper altogether. The restoration of the fractured relationship with God through the salvation he has brought through Jesus Christ. A radical relationship that empowers us to live ethically from God. And here we reach what for me is the chief evidence, not only for the existence but the nature of God. It is Jesus Christ. He it was who not only taught the golden rule but embodied it, fed the hungry, healed the sick and suffering and welcomed society's outcasts, brought honor and respect to the marginalized and ashamed. And he's brought forgiveness and peace to multi-millions uh, around the world. He's able to do this, of course, because though he was a man, he uniquely never was only a man, but God become human. The central evidence for this startling claim is, of course, his historical resurrection from the dead that launched Christianity in the world. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a crunch issue. If Jesus rose from the dead, death is not the end and atheism is false. If Jesus did, rise, did, did not rise from the dead, Christianity is false. And I remember at Cambridge as a student listening to the brilliant Sir Norman Anderson a legal expert going through forensically the evidence from his legal perspective as a, a brilliant lawyer. And he said at the end of it, the empty tomb then of Jesus forms a veritable rock on which all rationalistic theories of the resurrection dash themselves in vain. Just finally now, as I read the Bible, I do not only find intellectual satisfaction, but I find a great deal of that. I sense the voice of God speaking to me. You say, that's intensely personal. But ladies and gentlemen, we've been asked tonight about belief in God. And I want to strongly emphasize that God is not a theory, he's a person. And if the origination of me qua person is a personal God, then the most exciting thing really is, is there a possibility of getting to know God? And so I don't simply believe there is a God. I've come to know him and trust him. And I have strong reasons for doing so. Because of Christ dying and rising again for me. And that has generated in me a sense of utterly unmerited forgiveness, acceptance and peace. 
that has enabled me to face the ugly side of my own nature and with God's help to do something about it. But it's enabled me to face something else. The hardest problem I face as a Christian is the problem of evil and pain. My niece getting a tumor at 22 that kills her. What do I say to my sister? And this is the hardest problem we face. But it seems to me that atheism here has no answer. Because by definition, atheism believes that human death is the end. So there is no ultimate hope. But you see, ladies and gentlemen, we could stay here till midnight and beyond arguing, as has been done in this university for centuries. What a good God should, might, would, if not, possibly might, just could he not have done, and we'll get nowhere. So it seems to me there's another question we can ask, and it's this. Granted that life is, presents us with a double picture, we see some beautiful things. We see some ragged edges. We see hurt and pain, and we see joy. How can we come to terms with that? And it seems to me here is no simplistic answer, but a window into an answer, and it's this. If it is actually true that Jesus is, as I believe him to be, the Son of God, then we can ask the question, what is God doing on a cross? And the answer comes back at the very least. God has not remained distant from our human suffering, but has become part of it. And the other side of that is this. Because Jesus rose from the dead, he is going to be the ultimate judge. Now here's an irony, because atheism has no ultimate hope of justice by definition. The vast majority of people in the history of the world have died without justice and will die without justice. And if death is the end, then of course they have no hope of ultimate justice. But the promise in the New Testament, guaranteed by the resurrection of Jesus, is that he is to be the judge in the coming day. So, ladies and gentlemen, those are some of the reasons why I believe that God is real and worthy to be trusted. Thank you. Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to Kirk Elliott phd.com slash the patriot review get all kinds of free great information and invest in gold and silver for your future our world is full of electromagnetic fields that even though we can't see them are affecting our bodies our sleep and even our ability to think clearly the advent of 5g is only making this worse there is an answer Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patriot Review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our Kingdom Feel. Or if you're a moth in the gym, 
Add a shake to your daily meal plan. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber, 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fat, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fill is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. Bottom line, it's a simple start to a transformed life. No gimmicks, just results. Start today. Hey, Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. All right, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that video again. That was Professor John Lennox. It was from quite a while ago, 10 years ago. But uh, I, I love the uh, the technical arguments that he brought about to the question of whether or not there is a God. You know, I have said to you before that my main home for my social media interactions is franksocial.com. It is Mike Lindell's uh, social media platform. I'm on Gitter. I'm on the others, you know, but I specifically avoid Facebook and Twitter, even though I have accounts. I'm not uh, very active there. Um so the, the thing is, I would like to get your input on why you believe there is or isn't a God, and I will post something uh, on Frank Social and the other sites that I'm on uh, asking you that question, and hopefully um, we have some, some, some polite discourse there as to why you believe what you believe. And for me personally, I obviously believe there is a God, and I believe that uh, he has never been needed uh, so much as he's needed these days, and uh, with everything going on, uh, we see we see tyranny really taking front and center in our world. We see Western civilization under attack. We see organizations like the World Economic Forum actually putting in black and white their plan to depopulate the Earth to the tune of losing 7.5 billion people, uh, <laughs> aka killing them. Um, because the ideal the ideal um, number of, of people based on you know fictitious climate change BS is supposedly 500 million people and that was on the Georgia Guidestones before those were destroyed and um, so yeah so the question of God is an important one and not only is it important in the sense of you know getting through these very evil and despicable times but it is important in the sense of individual sanity and uh, I've said many times that if you are an individual who does not believe in a higher power, you will end up worshiping yourself. And, and uh, only what matters to you will matter at all. So we see that all around us, don't we? We see vanity. We see um, you know, people who have no empathy for others and don't think of the consequences of their actions. And uh, unfortunately, the world has become a much tougher place and a much darker place because of that. However, on the 
other side of that coin, there is light, there is uh, good. And I think that uh, part of the proverbial silver lining of this cloud is that it is bringing more people to God and, and bringing more people to, you know, if not to God, at least to question morality and to think about the golden rule that all of us are taught, uh, regardless of Christian faith or not. I mean, it's become you know, commonplace in the secular world as well in the form of our laws. And um, so there is some there is some light to this. And the other thing is that the light that has been shown has shown uh, the areas that we really need to address. And we can do we can do so much better, in my opinion, with faith than without it. So I hope you enjoyed that. And I will post that question, why you believe there is or isn't a God on my social media sites. Now, I did a video some time ago, and what you notice that I'm concerned about violence. I talk about violence a lot. And before you rush to say that it's the only solution, I don't believe it is. I believe that there are peaceful solutions to the problems that we have. And I believe, furthermore, that the people who who are pushing these uh, these globalist agendas on us uh, want us to be violent so that they can enact martial law and they can take our rights away. They can use the emergency declarations just like they did with COVID to shut the world down. Um, so my hope is that uh, violence will not come about. Now there's this voice inside of my head that says it's going to. And if it's necessary, um, it's necessary as a last resort. And, you know, I, I hate that voice because I don't want it to happen because people have suffered enough. Um, but that is to say, and the reason why I said that voice exists is because freedom is worth it and liberty is worth it and the legacy of freedom is worth it. Um, but my hope is that uh, we don't ever reach that point. So that said, I made a video um, called We Americans. It's like two, almost three minutes long. But um, that is the premise for the video is is how we solve this in a nonviolent way. And um, anyway, I'll show that as an end to the show here. Uh, thank you so much for being with me today. And um, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll uh, have a great show tomorrow as well. I appreciate you very much. Thank you and God bless. Oh, beautiful or spacious skies, or amber waves of grain, or purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain. America, America, God shed his grace on thee, and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. The America I know is a land of freedom. America is a land of equal treatment under the law. Despite what the New World Order fascists in Washington, D.C. have said or done, the majority of Americans still hold strong to what America is supposed to be. We know we are the majority. We Americans have not and will not forget that our freedoms are given to us by God and not by the elites of the Uniparty. We demand that the treasonous behavior of these despotic criminals be stopped and that they be brought to trial. We know we 
will prevail. We Americans believe in resolving our conflicts peacefully. No matter how much they label us as the terrorists, as they destroy our country and defile our constitution, the very act of terrorism. As such, we know who the real terrorists are. We will not become violent because we know that is what they want. We know that they will use such actions as an excuse to further attack our freedoms. The Uniparty and their propaganda arm, the media, have failed. Millions of us are awake, and we demand that the lies be exposed. We demand that the real coup be exposed. We demand the real insurrection, which occurred on November 3rd of 2020, be exposed. Yes, contrary to their narrative, we just want to be left alone to pursue our happiness, enjoy our freedoms, and to leave our country a better place for our children and grandchildren. This is a look at everyday Americans who showed up as proud Americans on January 6th, only to be murdered by their government. They were not violent insurrectionists. They did not die from drug overdoses or sudden cardiac arrests unrelated to the events that day.